Welcome to Inspired Nation. I'm Simon Alexander Ong. Hello, and welcome to Inspired Nation. I'm Simon Alexander Ong, and what I want to talk to you briefly about today is how your invisible world impacts your visible world. You see, in this world of ours, we have happy rich people and depressed rich people. But on the other side, we also have happy poor people and depressed poor people. The difference between these two, whether you're happy or you're depressed, whether you're rich or even poor, is determined by your state of mind. And it's the reason why you go to some areas of the world. I've traveled to uh, places in Asia that have a lot of uh, people who in some eyes are viewed as poor, who don't have the belongings, the materialism, the access to resources that some of the richer people in the world have. But you see a lot of these people laughing, smiling, enjoying what they're doing, enjoying their everyday life. But on the other side, you go to some Western countries and you see poor people who are always complaining, who are depressed, who feel like they're victims of the world. And in the same manner, I've known some rich people who are always depressed, who are always sort of negative in their thinking. But there's also very happy rich people. And it all comes down to your state of mind. What's going on in your mind, in that invisible world of yours? You see, 100% of your perceptual experience arises from your thinking in the moment. Moment to moment, thinking creates your reality. And this is why every one of us has a unique experience of what reality is. Your perception of what goes on around you, from going to a nice restaurant, from going to a concert, from listening to a speaker, from reacting to an event. Your feeling about each of these different events can be entirely different to someone else's. Some may see a situation, for example, as a negative, as something that's a problem. But for others, they can see this as a possibility. You know, what is possible from this? They can see this as an opportunity. And it's this thinking that creates the emotion to take action or inaction. I watched the TED Talks not too long ago by Kelly McGonigal, a Stanford University psychologist. And she conducted an interesting study. She found from this study that people who told her that they experienced a loss of stress in the previous 12 months of this study being carried out had a 43% increased risk of dying in the subsequent eight years. Now, I said this study was interesting, and this is why it's interesting. This 43% increased risk of dying in the subsequent eight years from those who experienced a loss of stress in the previous 12 months was only true, only held up for those people who thought that stress was harmful for their health. For those who said they experienced a lot of stress but did not think of this as a harmful feature or something that could harm their health were no more likely to die. And this is very fascinating because our thinking can actually drive so much of what goes on externally. 
It's how fear is created. And why when we do something for the very first time, and we've had so much thinking about it, and when we finally do that thing that we're afraid of, that we've been putting off for so long, so many of us look back and say, I wish I'd started earlier. I wish I'd done that earlier. It wasn't so bad, actually. It wasn't as bad as I was thinking. And it's this overthinking, or as I like to say sometimes, thinking about your thinking, that stops so many people from moving forward in their life. What you can do to overcome this is being more consciously aware of what you're thinking and reflecting on the fact that at the end of the day, these are just thoughts, like clouds passing through the sky. One moment you could be happy, one moment you could be sad, one minute you could be motivated to tackle anything that comes your way. But the greatest weapon that you have against stress, against a situation that previously was a problem, is your ability to choose one thought over another. Your ability to say to yourself, this is an opportunity. What is possible from this? Looking for the good things. Thinking about how this can help you rather than hinder you. Because your thinking communicates into your feeling. If you think something is working for you, if you think people are there to support you, If you think dreams in your life, the things that you want to achieve most, is possible, are possible, you will feel excited, you will feel stronger, you will feel more energized and ready to take things on. But if you think the world is against you, if you think events are rigged to prevent you getting close to where you want to get to, and you think that people are trying to compete with you, that are not supporting you, then what will happen is that that will be the feeling you take forward. You will always have negative feelings and it doesn't sort of align to where you want to get to. One question to think about before I end today's podcast is what do you think about rich people? Are they lucky? Are they fortunate? Are they hard workers? Are they people who sacrifice a lot to get where they wanted to get to? Either way, whatever you're thinking about them right now, I want you to also reflect, do you want to be rich? And does what you just said about rich people also apply to you if you were to be rich? And consider whether those two are aligned. I hope this has been useful and has got you thinking about how you think and about how sometimes overthinking can prevent you from moving forward and that sometimes you've just got to be aware that I will move forward I will tackle what I need to tackle and that what I'm thinking in this moment can change and that you have the power, the choice to change these thoughts. Thank you for listening and I look forward to speaking to you again on the next episode.